So uh, first off, thank you very much. Appreciate the time today and appreciate everybody taking a few minutes to chat through capacity planning. This is a topic that I'm passionate about um, because I think there's a lot of areas of opportunity to do this better, but it's also a uh, something that's very top of mind right now. Uh, just quick background on myself. I kind of spent the last decade plus in operations roles, landed in a RevOps role three or four years ago, had no idea what it was. Um, called around, built a framework, and ultimately, uh, about a year ago, I started a, uh, a side hustle, which is a RevOps consulting company called Bill Mystique, um, and uh, since turned it into uh, my main hustle. Um, Bill Mystique, for those who are interested, it's actually a French term, means servant, but it's uh, gotten popularized in uh, road cycling. Uh, it's the individuals who sit on the front of the pack and help break the wind, so we thought it was a good homage to RevOps. Uh, this is also a actual picture of me uh, from back in the day. So you can see uh, I had a, a very poor choice in haircuts. Um, so anyways, but we're here to talk about capacity planning. So what is capacity planning and why is this so uh, important? Um, so capacity planning at the end of the day is building your annual budget, but looking at it from a bottoms up perspective across the entire go to market and aligning it with what are your targets for the upcoming year? Why is this so important? So first off, um, this first statement up top is going to be one of the biggest drivers of next year's success. That might be controversial, but like I fundamentally believe if you do this well, it's going to set you and the go-to-market team up for greater success next year. Oftentimes, and we're going to talk about the biggest mistakes that we see in capacity planning, but oftentimes when you see big deltas and kind of where you're at compared to the board and the budget uh, number, um, part of the issue is because um, you did poor capacity planning. So why is this so important? The capacity plan should really be the basis for your annual plan. So oftentimes finance is working on their annual planning. This process should actually be done in concert with finance. And I'll explain a little bit more about what does that process looks like. And I'm using a keyword intentionally here process. Capacity planning is not just building a model. And I think this is where a lot of people are just like, oh, I built a model. Isn't that great? This is a process of a lot of conversations where a model helps inform that conversation to ultimately align on with what are the targets and how are we going to get there? So you can see I've kind of highlighted that second bullet point here. It aligns the entire go-to-market team. When I talk about the entire go-to-market team, this is not just sales capacity. So again, we'll talk about some of the biggest mistakes here, but the entire go-to-market, your marketing, your BDR, sales, and CS should have an understanding of what are we getting towards, how are we getting there, and what are the steps and the targets that we're going to take to get there. The last thing that is very important about capacity planning is it establishes a set of assumptions and bets or the path to get there, right? So I mentioned this is the how. How are we going to get there? But these pat assumptions and bets are ultimately going to be what you track next year because capacity plan, this is a very important note, is not just done in a silo in the fall time. Like, hey, look, we built our capacity plan uh, for 2023 and we're not going to look at it again. No, you need to set up a process to track those assumptions and bets on a reoccurring basis to see how you're doing uh, aligning against this. So capacity planning, super important. I actually think from a RevOps perspective, since that's the lens I typically look through things, this is the, one of the most important things you can do to align the entire go-to-market, as well as to put yourself in that kind of proactive, forward-looking, around-the-corners um, type of position. 
Um, so Massimo, let's move on uh, to the next slide, if you don't mind. So biggest mistakes. Um, these are classic mistakes that we see uh, inside a lot of capacity planning. So when, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, oftentimes when you see big misses between the budget and where you're coming at, one of the key factors is poor capacity plan. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean specifically is oftentimes, and this is a classic mistake, finance will come in and they'll say, hey, look, the board wants you to do 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million next year. That's your numbers in the conversation. Um, and so this is, I'm alluding to my second bullet point here. Um, what the problem is, is you haven't mapped that with the bottoms up, right? Do you have enough sales capacity? What is the marketing required from a pipeline standpoint in order to um, satisfy that sales capacity? Are the BDRs, do you have enough BDR capacity to soak up the marketing pipeline? What is then the downstream impact on the CS team in terms of, hey, look, if we actually closed all that, how many customers would it be? Do you have enough onboarding resources? Do you have enough CS resources? So making sure you kind of map those two things. That's part of the reason when we see a big mistake. Let me go back to the first bullet point since I kind of jumped ahead on a second. One of the other classic mistakes that we see on a regular basis is this a sales uh, uh, sales only capacity plan. So it's essentially, all right, board wants us to hit two, three, four, five million. Cool. All right. In order to do that, we need 10 salespeople, 12 salespeople, 14 and 16. Good. We're good to go on a capacity plan. The problem with this is, is you haven't aligned the entire go to market. How much marketing do you need? And it's not just this peanut butter, oh, the entire team closes 33%, so we need 3X of that, right? Uh, where are you going to hire, right? If you're going to hire in the SMB, what's their close rate compared to the enterprise? So you need to look at it on a per-segment basis. Um, this is why it's important to look at the entire go-to-market team. I actually worked for an organization back in the day. Well, um, we made this mistake. So Ford said we wanted to hire X. We hired up, we like doubled our sales team, but we didn't make the corresponding marketing and BDR investments. And so what happened? These salespeople showed up. They didn't have enough pipeline. They were very upset, had a terrible quarter, um, and ultimately left. So needs to be an entire go-to-market. Back to the second point I alluded to this earlier. Need to map the top down versus the bottoms up. Let me give everybody the cliff notes here. Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, the bottom or the top down goal, which, you know, that's what the board wants you to do, that two, three, four, five million is probably not going to align with the bottoms up plan. So when you do capacity planning well, you map in all your assumptions based upon historical data, right? Hey, we've been converting at 33%. Uh, marketing's efficiency is X per MQL, those types of things. And then what you do is, is when you figure out the delta you have between the board number and your bottoms up plan, you say, all right, what are the bets we can make on different assumptions um, to close that gap, right? All right, uh, our sales team needs to convert at a slightly higher rate. This is how we're going to do that. We're going to train them to do a better job multi-threading or sending maps, right? And then you track those key assumptions. And this gets to the third bullet point. If you're not tracking those key assumptions in 2023 on a regular basis, hey, we need to be tracking X number of MQLs, our conversion rates is Y, and uh, did we do this training or not, right? If you're not doing that, you're going to get halfway through the quarter or halfway through the year. And we see this all the time where people are like, oh, shoot, we're totally missing our number and we have no idea why. But if you've been tracking them on a regular basis, you can see, oh, we're actually not hitting this assumption or this bet that we saw. How do we actually need to, is there a different bet that we need to take? Is there something else we can do, right? It allows you to make real-time changes to your capacity. 